Hello again and welcome to I've Got a Beatles podcast with Dave and Chris. And we are here for the long-awaited Revolver Super Deluxe box set review. And as we mentioned in our last episode, which uh, we actually got a lot of comments of people who wanted to know about how I won the war. And uh-huh. then later told us they weren't going to watch it and thanked us for doing the work. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. Yes. The but punishment. They, yes. Punishment. <laughs> uh, we, we mentioned in that last episode that we always like to, uh, it's our, it's our podcast policy that I've got a Beatles podcast that we wait a week, usually after a big release like this, uh, to savor it, get into, do some reading, uh, do some comparisons. I know Chris has done a lot of comparisons, uh, yeah. and just really get into what these box sets have because we could have given you the the you know one day of listening and our hot takes but yeah uh, you know I, I it's not then we'd come back three days later and have something different so we think it's better to just to sit with it also there's other people who are doing that there's yeah. other people who are getting the advanced copy yep yep which you can tell I'm a little jealous of with my tone of voice, but um, um, you know, so if if you want that, there's some there's some good people out there. Andrew Dixon, we've always uh, yep. uh, put a little tip of that ha- uh, hat to Andrew Dixon, and he ha- he had his review track by track review like a week before it came out. So yes, um, <laughs> um, you know, if you want that, that's that's cool. The quick the quick reactions. But uh, that's not what we're about. We're about taking our time and thinking about it. And I actually have read the book. I'm not just oh. reading the book and flipping through and like, look, these pages are good or whatever, <laughs> which is fine. That's a, that's, yeah. you know, more for vid- visual video uh, type type stuff. But uh, yeah, that's what we it's uh, <laughs> what we do here is uh, take our time and really dig in deep. Yeah. Well, and that's a great segue talking about the book. So the way we're going to run this uh, review or or discussion today is to first start with some overview of the materials that you get and the packaging is uh, uh I did not buy it I don't mm-hmm. have the physical media Chris does yet, have the, yet correct correct yet I'll I convince I, you to buy it oh I I this one I know you will I know <laughs> uh, you don't I, yeah I, I will at some point I, uh so Chris will give us his take on the packaging how it looks the book all that stuff and then we'll go uh, track by track on the album proper and tell you uh, what versions of all of the 14 main songs are there what you get in the package and then the two uh, single songs that you get as well we'll go just kind of lay out what they have and so if you're if you don't like Eleanor Rigby you can skip past the Eleanor Rigby discussion and get to (laughs) I'm only sleeping we think you're crazy, but you could, <laughs> you might do that. Yeah. So that's the, so, that's the game plan. So I got the set. It came last Friday and it had a, I, what I had thought is that they sent the wrong set because it had a CD sticker on it. And I bought the vinyl set. Very important distinction that yes. I, I, I have the vinyl set and I'm going to be speaking to the vinyl set um okay so i bought i bought the vinyl set and what i found out after i'd sent it back oh yeah i don't know this you told me you you texted me and said 
they sent me the wrong set. I'm furious. Now it will come on Sunday. And so now yeah. I don't know this. This is new to me. So go ahead. So what I found out, I sent it, I sent it back and I was like, you know, I had been waiting for the vinyl set to like give it my first listen. So I was like, screw that. I'll listen. I'll watch some videos. Uh, I like to watch and I, I really highly uh, recommend the in groove, which is um, Mike from the in groove. And he, he had his, I watch his videos. He always on Thursday, he, he runs the store, the in groove in Phoenix, Arizona. And, and he does his, you know, here's what the new releases are kind of vinyl videos where he's talking about it. And he said, and look, this this Beatles vinyl set came, but it's got a CD sticker on it. Oh, interesting! And I was like, I bet you that's what happened to mine. Yeah, that the the um, scanning code was the right code. It probably was the vinyl set because I thought this seems like the vinyl set, but it says the CD sticker. Hmm. So, and then I watched his video and I saw the CD set being smaller. So I was like, oh, it was definitely the vinyl set with the wrong sticker on it that I sent back. <laughs> and then I, I checked Twitter and it, and it happened to some other people who, who were like, oh, I got the vinyl set, but it had the CD sticker on it. That's weird. So that's a weird little thing that's out there. Hmm. So uh, if you're in the stores, <laughs> you might run into the vinyl set at the, at the maybe, hey, maybe you're getting the CD price for the vinyl set, yeah, which would be yeah. uh, amazing. But um, so you yeah, actually so the, did get the right thing. So I did, I think I got the right thing, but I hmm. sent it back. But two days later, I got I got the the set with the vinyl sticker on it. Okay, no big deal. So there's that. So you open the package. Of course, there's the book. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the book at the end of the episode because I, I actually read the book for a change. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's just not enough time to process everything, but I I took some took some time and read some of the um, materials in the book. Very good. Um, of course, it comes with the new Giles Martin stereo remix. It also comes with two discs of bonus material. Now, this bonus material is laid out where you get a track back to back to back. You're hearing Tomorrow and Never Knows. Then back to back to back, you're hearing Yellow Submarine. So we'll discuss that. Yeah. And then the fourth thing in the set is the mono mix of revolver now we know i'm not sure if the uh, all of the audience listening to this knows but back in the day that the beatles would put most of their efforts into the mono mix not so much into the stereo mix because stereo was still coming along nice and slowly so this is the uh, mono mix, the original mono mix, and the vinyl pressing is uh, completely analog, completely from the original source material, using the notes and everything, just like they did for the mono box set uh, about 10 years ago. The, the, the guy from the InGroove, his channel, which uh, I would watch his video, uh, his review of the uh, Beatles set, because he... He has like every copy of Revolver. Yeah, I saw is, that. Yeah, you know. Um, but uh, uh, his his contention is this is a pretty good this is pretty good pressing of this this mono Beatles record. So what you're getting, I think, is the most pure copy 
of the original. So if you're a guy who's like, I don't like these remixes, I just want the original stuff. Well, what could be more original than this mono pressing that's that sounds really close to the original mono, which you're going to get scratchy copies of that and pay $1,000 for, or you could get it for a reasonable price in this set and get the book and then get the stereo remix, which which we'll talk about our feelings about that. And then the bonus tracks. So so I think there is like an amazing value. And from here on going backwards now, as we get these sets, you're going to get a mono copy of the original cut and you're going to get this new stereo copy, which is at this point, the stereos, if you go backwards, get worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whereas before, when we were getting a stereo of the white album, well, there's already pretty good stereo white album. We're just getting a little different stereo co copy. Now we're getting a far superior, I, f I feel, stereo copy than the previous stereo stuff. So Did I also see that one, at least one of the albums is a half speed master too. Is that the oh, they're, mono? They're, they're they half speed are. masters, okay. I believe, all of them. Okay. If I'm if I'm correct about that, I didn't. I, I didn't saw our our friends our friend Miles Showell's name was listed on the the book the credits. So that's right. Uh, yes. Okay. So that also helps with the quality too. And then in the set you also get the EP. Now, yeah. this is my this my one complaint about this set is the. Let It Be set, which similarly had four discs, and then it also had this EP, but they had the EP on a 12-inch. And this one's got a 7-inch EP kind of shoved in there <laughs> and makes everything kind of in the box kind of awkward. Mm. And it actually fell out when I took oh. out the record the first time. So I'm like, dude, don't, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. you, you're Beatles. You're the Beatles guys to be the get best this, yeah. get this thing straight so pre I would hope I would hope going forward that they'd press on the big 12 inch but they're probably not going to take my yeah. advice uh, <laughs> so that's my biggest complaint about the actual vinyl set but I am ecstatic about the vinyl set because I've got finally get you know I never got that mono box set so I finally mm. got a great mono vinyl copy pressed from the original source analog yeah. copy of revolver so that's super exciting just on its own i could just be listening to that and get all of the value out of the set there is because to get one of those that's in that kind of condition original is like i said thousands of dollars so so i think that's a that's a big big like Hey, get these sets going forward because it's going to be you're going to get that uh, mono copy. Well, I wanted to float a theory by you related to the the vinyl versus CD and that EP because remember when we were doing the Let It Be discussion, that was the first box set that had an EP in it, and a lot of there were a lot of complaints about it, saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, it's you know there's a lot of wasted space here. These discs are short, uh, blah blah blah." And they've done it again, as you mentioned on this set. Now, I, I read somebody or, or maybe I it was in a review, I think, said they thought the reason they did that was to make the vinyl and the CDs equal, that the materials, because obviously you can get a lot more on a CD than you can a, an LP. Mm -hmm. So 
that that's why they did this is to keep them equal because as we know in the white album set they weren't the same or sergeant pepper they weren't the same with vinyl and cd so uh, i think that's right correct that, that they weren't the same it didn't have the, everything on it uh, so i don't know do you think that there's any validity to that theory well to me now it seems to be a very clear differentiation about what was in the original set and the original sort of like tracks that were recorded for that session and oh this wasn't on the album this yeah. is the single that was in that the same time as this project so is are we going to get a similar thing going backwards like are they going to look at rubber soul and then look at whatever singles were released or mm -hmm. recorded in the rubber soul session sessions and be like we need to separate these out to their own thing because that's what i think it is i think it's like okay we'll do a remix of this single but we don't mm -hmm. want to shove it into the album like they kind of did with the cd sets for the very first one where they 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 gave us some of the um Oh, Sergeant Penny Pepper. Lane and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and that type of stuff. Yeah. So and there were complaints about that. So, yeah. so they're going to be complaints about whatever oh, yeah. there is anyway. So, yeah. but, but yeah, I think there's some, I think there's some validity to do what you're saying too, of like keeping the links. Well, we want to keep this separate and just have the couple tracks on it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you're getting a, to me, it's like you're getting a bonus single with the, your set. You know, it's right, like right. Uh, there. If you buy, I bought uh, um, pipes of peace on um, uh, vinyl, yeah, and they and it came with a say 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 single. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was like, why did they just put say 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 on a single? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, the bonus. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I consider the single, but I would highly prefer it on that bigger vinyl, yeah. just because of the content packaging. Of the Packaging, you know, it's like the vinyl me, please. They have these records and they have these like this great sort of like thing where they have these records and they're pressed really well. And then they sometimes they shove this booklet in there and it's like <laughs> it's warping that, you know, you yeah. could warp the record if it's not uh, properly yeah. stored. So I, I just I'm like, I wish they would have gotten that part of it correct. So, or put it in the book somehow. Oh yeah, you could do that. Of the book or some put a pocket like somewhere. Yeah, a leaf. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, overall on the set, ecstatic. Love the love getting that copy, and uh, but now we can get into the nitty gritty of the actual, you know, and yeah, and all that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I just want to say, if you know, listing, I think we love these sets for a variety of reasons because it's it's music we all know, but presented in different ways so obviously the stereo remix was different uh mm -hmm. the the some of the bonus tracks and then hearing the mono nice and clear uh just reminds me the beatles were so good i mean yeah that, well, you can't say that enough i mean obviously we've been doing a podcast for years and years and 200 plus episodes but damn they were good at oh, this yeah. time it just standing out from everything in this in 1966 this is the only album that they did in 1966 so yeah. what a statement and the types of songs on here and and one of the reviews i read I, I did more reading than watching said uh it's a good thing that they spent a long time on some of these songs because the demos that we have aren't 
eh, they needed a little bit of work. And that's true in some cases. So it did pay off all that extra time to make it happen. But uh, it, yeah, very impressive. And, you know, what everyone listening knows how great an album this is. So that, I don't even need to say that. Yeah. Uh, so 14 songs on the album proper, seven mm -hmm. and seven. And so we'll go through and talk about what you get in each uh in the set for each song so we'll begin yeah. with the first of the three george harrison songs tax man well before you start that yeah. there, i just want to say a couple things mm -hmm. so one on the on the two disc bonus disc you get the back to back to back so we'll talk oh, yeah. about we'll just talk about the bonus disc as that as a listening experience over and over repeated and having it on vinyl i kind of wish they would have done it differently yeah me too created a a disc that is more listenable uh kind of like cd2 on the cd on their cd they have the two disc cd version and they do kind of a highlights right starts with paperback writer and rain and then has kind of the best of these tracks in there i kind of recreated that in a playlist for myself on my amazon uh music and it's pretty 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 cool so um, that's I know that was a point you brought up in an earlier episode I think my guess here I don't know if it's true but is it did they just put the sessions in the order of when they were recorded so I think so. tomorrow never knows was first on the you know which is funny because it's the last song on the album and the most experimental yeah but that was the first song and then got to get you into my life love you too etc yeah I think that's probably why they did it but and may it also caters to those who like to hear the song develop maybe as a as from I, scratch kind of i don't know I'm just yeah thinking i can i can see that I, I i can see the arguments for those things i think and yeah. i think like oh it's it's valuable to hear it that way yeah but as a listening experience over and over repeated the like for instance the let it be set is not exactly that no. way it's like you can you can put one of the discs on and it's kind of like you're hearing a different version of let it be or something like that so yeah, yeah. and then maybe so they figured they figured that people would do what you did which is then make a a yeah. playlist yeah with the streaming or your you know downloads the other the other the only other thing i want to say about the the tracks are we're going to obviously get less of these as we go along true when we get back to please please me it's just one day so we're lucky if we get one disc of them scraping together whatever they can do so i wonder if they, they might start putting some of the live stuff on mm. some of these previous previous to fill out the set yeah because you're, you're it, 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 some of these feel a little scrape in the bottom of the barrel too <laughs> i but agreed we'll, we'll get we'll in there yeah get into that <laughs> Um, well, and, and can and I be, say, yep. have we forgotten an album somewhere along the way that probably has some material? I don't know what's up with that. Uh, why do we, why are we going backwards without, didn't we forget one? Yeah, we did forget one. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll hmm. double back. Maybe they're like, I guarantee you the next one to come out 100% is going to be Rubber Soul. Agreed. No Agreed. way. Not Magical not Mystery Rubber Tour. Soul next. No. But yeah, where's, where's Magical Mystery Tour? Yeah, I'd like to right. hear I Am the Walrus and versions of that or yeah, kind of strange so, how they just skipped it. 
yeah, it's strange. Maybe they, I, I don't know. Who knows yeah. what the planning is on the on these things? But yeah. Um. So and as we talk about these tracks, so what I did too, because I'm crazy, yeah, <laughs> is I made a playlist, another playlist, which was the original, the stereo, uh, remix versus the original stereo, the so 2009 could, remastered, yeah. yeah. So then I could listen to the. And in some cases, I for some reason that you know how these streaming services work. Sometimes they goof things up, mm-hmm. and I think that on a couple of these they've already slid in the even though it says two thousand nine, mm. it's the the new one. Interesting. Uh, but but I, I I would listen to okay. Here's the, and I challenge you to do this. Anybody who's like mm, I don't like these remixes, blah blah blah. I challenge you to put some headphones on. Listen to the first part of Taxman and then listen to the first part of Taxman and the new remix. I was doing it that way. I was doing chunks of songs, mm. listen to this and then listen to the new thing. And so I took some notes on what I could tell that was different and sounds different in the new uh, mix. Oh, great. That'll be really helpful yeah. as we dig in. So we'll begin with taxman and on this set you get the you get taxman in the stereo remix in the mo- original mono and then you get one other take that we've already heard so there is some duplication that's another potential criticism or maybe they just didn't have much to work with most there, mm-hmm. there are some some repetitive songs from the anthology too uh, but we can start with the with taxman stereo remix yeah the ba- i mean the bass really stands out now but in all of these the bass and the drums are enhanced yeah, yeah. and and the bass really stands out now it's like it's i mean it's really yeah. blowing you blowing you away maybe even well too too loud but um i like it, it it's it get very, sounds very lively and very uh very good um yeah and the drums are a lot more present too yes uh, you can hear certain yeah certain like ringo's kit it sounds much better i found mm-hmm. on this one i missed hearing the auxiliary percussion as much the tambourine and the uh, maracas or whatever else they have on there are kind of real low in the mix whereas they stood out i was expecting them to happen yeah i think there are times in in the remix where what you're getting is is a little subtler mix ah, it, yeah, yeah. It, like yeah. things that like for instance and i'm only sleeping where the uh comes in the first time it's a little more it's Mm. it's it's rounded out rather than yeah punching you in the ears yeah (laughs) at time yeah so but uh yeah the the tax man one one was good but not not the highlight of the no and i think obviously the biggest thing that you notice from the old from the 2009 or the original to this one is that you don't have that panning that the hard pans from each side the vocals yeah. on one side it's it's very balanced i think yeah, that, and, that helps and when you're listening to the old stereo there is that in several tracks and then there's some where it doesn't happen yeah and yeah. i feel like the ones where it doesn't happen that they added some 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 more fun like oh let's put let's put uh, and we'll get to those specifics, mm. but like, 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 let's have some movement where there wasn't any movement, where yeah. something starts here and goes to the other ear. Yeah, that does uh, happen. So, Taxman, good, good start. A lot of, a lot more clarity. 
Uh, how about the alternate version? Oh, the take taxes? 11? Take 11, yeah. Well, it's got that. Anybody got a bit of money? <laughs> yeah. Uh, background, background vocals. vocals, which is fun to listen to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a bit more yeah. guitar riff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Uh, next up, Eleanor Rigby. And so for Eleanor Rigby, you get the, the obviously the originals. You also have, and for classical music fans, you'll find this very interesting. You get the speech before take two, and then you get take two of it, which is uh, take the speech as the string players talking with George Martin and then Paul about how to play it and the articulations. So what uh, did you, what was your, what was your take on all, all of that? I thought it was cool as a classical musician. Uh, They're Mm -hmm. talking about vibrato or playing it without vibrato and they demonstrate to Paul and then I think it's hilarious that Paul said, oh, I don't really notice a difference. So, uh, no. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so George Martin's kind of, that's, that's a really good example of him translating or trying to, you know, George Martin's impact there. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're trying to play it more legato or play it staccato sharp. If you don't know what that means more lyrically or just more, short think of psycho the movie jump 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 and that's what they ended up doing on this recording yeah so i like that version of it yeah um and then uh, the original stereo of this sounds pretty flat compared to that i mean the main vocals are all in the right ear on the verses and now the new mix makes it sound far wider it's like immediately it sounds wider for some reason yes i think it's because it's a spatial mix it's not necessarily a stereo mix it's the the technology that and and just so you know that the technology that created this new mix was created in the last few years by by the pandemic happened and (laughs) we're trying to figure out how to do the get back movie and peter jackson's team came up with this sort of artificial intelligence sort of like being able to f- the to fill in some ga- some gaps uh, um th- through the magic of computers and stuff and so that's how, the only way we get this new mix because de- it, demixing demixing really and then yeah. and then putting it into what they're calling a spatial mix which yeah. uh, you know instead of a stereo mix and partially because it's like now everything's Dolby Atmos mm-hmm. and and your streaming services pretty soon it's all going to be so Dolby Atmos that that's what everybody thinks about and nobody's talking about stereo and mono and all that all no. that kind of stuff anymore you know no um, I'm but, I'm with you because I, I noticed I like the way you describe it the sound stage or I was going to say sound field because uh, when I was listening at home like I almost could point or go over in my room, my living room and point to where I hear these things happening. Uh, yeah. It's really, you, really neat how that happens. Do you remember back in college when you, Dave and I met at the university of Illinois um, music uh, school. And do you remember I wrote a little, because I was working in, in the electronics studio yes. and you had to write this little piece for the magazine or whatever. And I wrote something about, about how you place the sound in, space and so i I was like Hmm. thinking about these types of spatial kind of like you know you can instead of having the tone all the way in your right ear if you took it if you if you created it in a stereo field but then you put that into one 
speaker what is that what does that do oh, yeah. does it do anything does it not you know uh, or adding speakers what does that do so yeah so, yeah, yeah so instead of hearing a tone in front of you over to the right you might hear it kind of like behind your head a little bit if you've got more and more more speakers so and there were a lot of pieces that were written uh yes. that we heard oh yeah a lot of crazy <laughs> both, electronic both good, pieces <laughs> both good and terrible uh <laughs> that, that uh utilized this sort of like uh thinking and yeah. now it's all that's that's the thing that's the dolby atmos and now they've got a way of doing it where it's two speakers but you're getting all this stuff right so right. anyway so then we have i'm only sleeping and we have quite a few versions of i'm only sleeping including some familiar ones uh, we have a rehearsal fragment which was on the anthology we have a mono take two a mono take five and then mono mix rm1 so yeah four different versions of i'm only sleeping so the stereo mix of this one not not a whole lot of difference to my ear and i i feel like the ones where there was a lot going on that there's still just a lot going on yeah and it's like if anything subtler like the i was saying about the backwards guitar solos instead of just like the first time it comes in in the original (laughs) stereo mix it like hits you in the face so um yeah so there's that I like that rehearsal fragment with the vibes. That's yes, really it's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. very. Uh, I don't know, psychedelic. Like you can imagine it's like a. There's a documentary about the Beatles that this is sort of <laughs> like the the in in between music playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the take two sounds like kind of a busking version of it, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I thought's kind of cool. Like they're just sitting around, just jamming, yeah. jamming. Um, and then take five is like a speedier run through, and then. I think that monomix rm1 was like for the american yeah uh version which i think was on yesterday and today yes, right exactly exactly yep um and you can definitely hear and this is i mean we won't talk much about the monomix but the the american monomix and the english monomix are different from the stereo mix and it's all because of how they potted up the backwards guitar in different spots. Yep. They, you kind of like you hear if you hear this take RM1, you can be like, "Whoa, that's weird that <laughs> that that guitar sounds like all over the place in the end, where it wasn't in the original." And if you hear the mono, the the first time you hear the mono mix of oh yeah, of it stands this, out. It's like, oh my god, whoa. Yeah. Where were these sound, where those backwards guitar? Where'd this come from? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's a, that's a big uh, thing about I'm Only Sleeping. Also, great new video, cool oh, an- painted animation video for I'm Only Sleeping. Uh, what do you think of that? You see that? I haven't seen it. I'll put it in the oh, description. Really cool. So I'll check oh, it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's very neat. I, oh, good. my uh, neighbor uh, friend is an uh, artist, uh, John Ario. And he he was he's sort of doing a video for another group where he's painting, oh, and, and doing drawings like step by step and doing animation in a step by step way. So he was very like, oh yeah, I'll watch this and <laughs> liked it and thought it was very good. So well, good. I'll yeah, I'll check to check it out and put it in our uh, description. Yeah. So I liked the uh, the the faster 
kind of revved up version more it was it reminded me of the uh and i love her from anthology one that was much harder oh yeah and then they they, they try they're always trying something and then this one was probably they thought yeah oh, this is it's supposed to be a song about sleeping it's a little too heavy for sleeping. yes yes uh, but it's cool to hear it and it was a different take so yeah uh so uh, after that is love you too oh boy yes Th- this one in this in the stereo mix sounds way wider yes it's like indian think- instruments are like in a cathedral or something or an auditorium and this all over yeah yeah and maybe a little warmer too for all of them sound a little warmer to me like less tinny high end and and maybe it's just because of the low end being able to be brought out more Mm -hmm. so and this one you get uh, for me one of the highlights of the set was the demo which i'd never heard before and it's just george on acoustic guitar playing the song that's a take one and that to me was a real highlight it, we you and i love those george harrison solo demos from all things must pass and this is very yeah. much in the same style kind of the same deal uh, so i like that version and then you also have an unnumbered rehearsal take with some kind of poor background vocals from paul uh, <laughs> <laughs> i thought yeah. <laughs> kind of out of tune uh, <laughs> and then you have a take yeah. seven so what do you what do you think of the love you two tracks yeah that less less exciting some of those other ones yeah. we were mentioning there so yeah this is another case of like maybe on hearing it back to back to back it's sort of like some of them get lost to me and confused yeah. whereas if it was on a different disc i'd be like oh that one's cool mm-hmm. so yeah uh but yeah yeah and then here there and everywhere uh you you have just the original or the stereo remix and then you have i believe one other take only one yeah take six you get also for that so yeah the way enhanced the drums and bass on this one is like a hundred and night and day if anybody is is saying that they like the original stereo over this here there and everywhere i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) listen again i mean just listen to when the particularly the moment when the drums come in the pom 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 it's so warm and lovely in in the new mix it's this is really really great and also a far enhanced back half of the song yes the original can sounds kind of sparse it's like i don't know like choppy or something but uh this and the snaps yeah the snap you love those like, snaps i know <laughs> <So> <laughs> are snaps took... better than hand claps for you <laughs> a little bit a little bit but okay. the snaps are like well balanced now not yeah not so like yeah. i also thought on that the remix the background vocals are just gloriously yeah brought up in just the right way so yeah. it's just so smooth the whole way through yeah uh, and then take six is nice as you another it's just pulsing and pretty yeah it's not a whole <laughs> lot different and he I, he doesn't sing falsetto i think i was noticing he's it's kind of straining on at the he's got a little bit more grit to it yeah it's yeah it's nice always good to have it yeah now so, yellow submarine yeah wow, wow. okay wow. huge yeah. on the set yeah, it's, it's a highlight of the set, obviously. Yes. 
and it's a highlight of the remix too oh yeah so, so tell us about the remix first and then we'll get into these this big mind-blowing thing for the bonus cuts here yeah well it's it's balanced now um and this is one example of so it's not you know we were we think about that this mix is going to be taking some stereo things and making them more like in the middle well this has a lot of the sound effects now using more of the stereo field so particularly like the you know the the little <laughs> you'll get that over here in this ear and then the response is over here and it's just like it's like a lot of fun to me mm-hmm. to like listen to it in the stare in the headphones you're getting over here and then popping over here the response so really great and now you can hear you can hear john's first life of ease which you can't hear in the right. original stereo mix um and that's in the right ear and I feel like the vocals are are separated separated in some way that where you can hear all the individuals like you can really be like oh George is over here singing yeah yeah they kind of got lost in the original it was just sort of like a blur of vo- voice so yeah there's a lot more separation exactly so love it well and also certainly the songwriting work tape part one and part two were again like I said uh, some of the biggest finds that. You know, who who thought we'd be learning new things about these songs that we've had for 50-something years? And yeah. who knew that this was a John Lennon track? Uh, it's at least started out that way. Yeah. And a sad yeah, one, two, too. Di- two different ones. And yeah. it's like a sad song, and then it's like, you know, develops into this, you know, sort of hangdog, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but happy happier than hangdog Ringo song yeah yeah so So what do you think about the the original John lyric about in a town where I was born no one cared no one cared yeah I mean uh, yeah uh, it yeah it is sad it is sad it's to take to take that and then to turn it into what it becomes you know it's like wow like what what I've got an idea. It's sort of, and then he probably thought about it. And he's like, ah, that's too depressing. Right. To take a thing about being sad and lonely and to make it a song about a big community that that's all together and all on the same page and everything. It's sort of like the dream of what he was missing. Yeah. In the original is this final song where it's like we're all together and all in a utopia when living in a life of ease you know yeah it's really fascinating i think you get to hear especially on take two or part two maybe you hear john and paul their their procedure together is like paul saying oh no you sing it you sing it oh you you know it better kind of how they work together and that's that that's a moment i really enjoyed was hearing their back and forth and just hearing how this song that we've heard a, a zillion times had a completely different origin than we thought. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, we wrote it for Ringo. No, there was more to it than that. And yeah. So that was that's that's a big yeah. a big reveal on the very set. revealing. Um, and then you get that take that has no sound effects. So that's kind of mm-hmm. interesting here without the sound effects. And then you get with a whole lot of extra sound oh, yeah. effects, including the 
We love it. Yes. <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah. From the yeah. kind kind of clipped out of the movie. I don't know mm -hmm. if they this is straight out of the film. Mm. This sec segment, but it's definitely got a lot more sound effects. So definitely yeah. a highlight of the set. Yep. And then we finish side one with she said she said, and I've definitely got an opinion on this one. Well, it is a huge difference the stereo remix on this yeah. one, uh, and uh, I think I think it might be a little jarring to people to hear hear it over and over again. Yep. But I'm wondering if in in the long run, it, it was something interesting. Like the guy from the uh, uh, In Groove and Phoenix said, which is like you know the new mix uh i just it sounds you know it's everything's clear and everything but it's not the it's not the one i'm used to mm, so i yeah. i think like sometimes it's like do we really know what our own opinion is if we if we've if we've listened to something a thousand times and then something's different about it are we is our first reaction always going to be like that's not right yeah that's true Instead of what if somebody is listening to this version the first time and listening to this and had never heard the song before and listened to that a thousand times and then heard the original, would they be like, oh, that's terrible? Yeah. So huh. I, I think I, I wonder about that. I'm not, I don't know the answer to that, but I just wonder about that because well, this one is starkly different. Yeah. If you listen to the two back to back. Well, you uh, you've taken the wind out of my sails because oh. I was going to <laughs> no, I was going to say how much I didn't like this one. This is the only clinker for me on the the remix that I listened to it with headphones. I listened to it without, and it was just too. I know it sounded more chaotic. Like it, it just didn't. Uh, you know, they bring out this another lead guitar drone sort of that just comes out of nowhere, and it's very annoying. And I, I don't know, it, this one didn't work for me. I went back to the mono. I compared it to the mono and I thought, yeah, that, I like the mono much better. Yeah, well, that might be a case where the mono is the sort of happy medium mm. because the, the original stereo, the, the rhythm guitar is very muddy and buried. Yeah. Um, and now it's very loud and stands out in a way where you can hear some notes that you never heard before. Yes. So they, it's fun to hear those notes and stuff like that, but maybe... You know, maybe the mono's better. Um, and then during the When I Was a Boy uh, sections, it's a keyboard, I think, that you can hear that you couldn't hear before at all, yeah. hardly at all. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I do think the drums at the end are much louder <laughs> during the fade. That And making the drums a little louder here during that fade makes everything pull together a little bit. Whereas in the original, I think it's a little choppier and kind of all true. over the place. So true you know yeah so it might be like you substitute in the mono for, yeah, i think i might do that <laughs> for that so um yeah and you get a you get a couple of uh tra extra tracks here you get john's demo and then you have the backing track rehearsal which was done i think at four in the morning or something it was the last thing to record for the album uh mm -hmm. so they they're talking before it saying Come on, let's one more, guys. You know, I've got yeah. one more to do, and we're almost done. So, what do you what do you think of the? These are sort of ho hum to me. These, yeah, these, these not two much. Sort of like, to yeah, report, whatever. 
so then we flip the disc over speaking of ho-hum we have good day sunshine remix the symbols are weird in the original if you're listening yeah. to the very listening listening it's like what is this symbols coming in crazy and then it comes in nice and subtle on this one so that's the biggest thing otherwise it wasn't like a huge you know some of these are pretty subtle and i, th- I yeah. thought that the good day sunshine's pretty subtle of a remix yeah i think it's subtle so subtle it was so perfectly done that there's no bonus material for it so that's the yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay yeah. <laughs> but it, it sounds good and then uh and your bird can sing which uh yeah, yeah. a lot of well, stuff to talk about here well the i would think that i think that and your bird can sing is i could almost pick, pick out nothing in the remix <laughs> other than it just no. sounds a little warmer so mm-hmm. it's, it's the most subtle difference. And what I kind of like about this set is that other than Good Day Sunshine, but when there's something that's a little subtle in the remix, there's so much like bonus material that's like kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we we got we always got and we always loved <laughs> the anthology version of this one. Well, now you get that anthology version, but you get two different versions of it where they've split off the laughing goofiness (laughs) into a separate track so we get a version that doesn't have the laughing goofiness and we have a a version that does have the laughing goofiness and i love it yeah me too me too and it's that it's the first version they call it first version because it does sound different sounds like a bird song because george george is playing the 12 string guitar on it yeah it's got a completely different feel but uh yeah you get the it's it's terrific you get the giggling take two and then the regular version the regular without the giggling now sounds like okay i'm putting that on my beatles outtrake take greatest hits disc definitely because it it is is great fantastic yeah so one more thing later in the in the set will also be on that disc but we'll get to that and then we also get another version of the well, I get take five of second version, which to me doesn't sound a whole lot different than yeah. what they would eventually do. I think it's funny though that a song that well, we we've already said many times that John is John was a bad uh, judge of his own songs because he he described the song as garbage or some trash or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yet they spent a lot of time and had two very creative versions of it done here so uh, i think that's not a good judge of what they did here it's actually a pretty interesting song in a lot of ways and great guitar playing that i'd say for me in the remix it's very subtle but maybe the guitar interplay is a little sharper but Mm -hmm. not not a huge difference yeah so what's next now for no one big time difference in the in the uh, almost a totally different feel to me at the beginning of this one the original just has harpsichord and you don't really hear the drums at all and now the drums really reframe the beginning and it 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 brings out that sort of um waltzy kind of feel um and then um i kind of almost hard to get used to i'm I'm not I, I, the first time i heard it, i was like whoa is this a like what do they do to this yeah you know? yeah but it's it's all stuff that was there that they're just bringing up and enhancing um in the original where the bass comes in and the 
the horns all the way in the left ear. Now we're getting the bass all over. So it's mm-hmm. sort of like it, it feels like more of a build of a song. Yeah. Um, so I, and the the horn still sounds out, but it's it's less stark. Yeah. The original stereo, it's like dah, dah. it's like, whoa. <laughs> um, good, but you know, it's still like a little overpowering there. Um and, and I think that the harpsichord, the bass kind of over overbalances the harpsichord in the original and now i feel like everything's present and balanced and like like i said it's a true build mm. through the three uh strains of the song so i like the remix is what i'm getting at <laughs> yeah me too in fact i i hardly knew the harpsichord was there in yeah. the original it's so covered by the piano and everything else that and the drums so it this that was really a nice sound and and then you can hear that on their backing track version you get take 10 of a backing track you can hear them working out the uh the harpsichord i guess george martin was probably playing the harpsichord part but that that, yeah the dueling keyboards is really nice and the horns placement yeah like you said is i think much better in the remixed version too yeah Um, i mean horns good to hear at any time but uh, of course being a horn (laughs) player but uh in the it, it works better in the center like it is here uh, totally agree. Love love it in the in the remix. So I'm I'm not going back to the original stereo. No, no, for that one. No, um, Doctor Robert. Yes, <laughs> Doctor Robert <laughs> or Bob Bob Robert too. Yeah, yeah. Bob Robert. <laughs> um, this was a pretty. I think I think the original stereo mix of Doctor Robert is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, and this just fills it out in the lower register a little more. The bass is a little louder, less trebly at the end. Otherwise, not not big difference. It's this short little snack of a song anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice too much. And then the uh, maybe uh, I saw a couple of reviews saying this is the most slight song on the album. Mm-hmm. I've always had a soft spot for it. I kind of like Dr. Robert. And I like the well, well, well with the... The, the the guitars are really kind of shimmery i think it's, it's it's interesting you bring this up dave because i was thinking about dr robert and how it's kind of come back into what's what's uh the new like hip thing to do for is to go to a psych a psychiatrist and get some trips like mm-hmm. take some psilocybin low dosage psilocybin oh, micro dosing micro dosing yeah. But yeah. there's also a, a therapy now there oh. we go and you're, you're given a very low dose of something and then you have a little trip mm. and then you talk with a therapist afterwards. So it's becoming like a, mm. a, a more present thing of this was sort of the original plan of LSD and all that was to use it as a as a controlled therapeutic right therapeutic yeah. so so i i was just thinking about all those <laughs> things popped up to me as dr robert come up with like oh they're, t- they're <laughs> you know talking about now they're really talking about i'll call my buddy my drug yeah. dealer, <laughs> right, uh, right. Guy. but but now it's sort of like <laughs> you can go <laughs> you can go to a regular place legally and get a, a drug that used to be super illegal legally and have a actual doctor giving you therapy uh with the help of the drug so interesting uh how it's something that was 
to me very slight you yeah. know it's like oh it's got relevance again that's a cool so, perspective yeah, i haven't thought yeah. of it that way and then the bonus track is not much anything except yeah. that there is a slightly different groove towards the end I yes kind of cool so yeah yeah, yeah. This is one of the more, I mean, it is a, it's a fairly rocking mid-tempo song that it does get overlooked because it's kind of in the middle of the side. And But I, I still like it. I think it's always worth hearing. Yeah. So then you have George's third and final song on the album, I Want to Tell You. Now, I hope you put your headphones on for I Want to Tell You uh, for the very beginning because you're going to get that. <laughs> That guitar fade starts way over in the right ear and it just goes straight through your head to the left ear Mm -hmm. at the beginning. It's very cool. Whereas in the original, it just fades up all in the left ear and the bass is in the right ear. So, and in the original too, with the, the, it sounds kind of weird and choppy. Uh, In this one, it sounds like very balanced and very cool. So I, I like the remix once again. Yeah. I think it brings out the, piano you can hear the the kind of honky tonk barrel house piano a bit more in this version and uh background vocals i wrote down also sounded a little bit more present uh you get a tantalizingly interesting alternate version here which is speech and take four but it's so short i i wish we had more of it 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 sounded great yeah Uh, they were talking about the title of the song and they couldn't figure out the title and then it started and it was great. And then it just broke down. Yeah. So, I, 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 I fear that's the way <laughs> we're going to get more, yeah, and more as we go along, I as we so. get ba- pa- back in the past, we'll get these little nuggets that we want more of, but they're just, it, they just don't exist. No, so. that's it. exactly. So then we have a lot of got to get you into my life material oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is, I might say, too much or <laughs> too little i don't know it depends on your perspective so well the remix is a huge change the horns mm-hmm. absolutely come to life in the new yes mix. uh sounds like they're you're in the room with you whereas in the original mix it sounds like they're down the hall <laughs> to your right ear but down the hall and in another room so it's just that's um i mean i i can't imagine anybody preferring the original no. stereo to this I, I crazy if you do so yeah really good fight me about it odd line no I, I now uh but yeah it's 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 really great i i really and the you know anything else i couldn't even tell you about about that because i was just so into the whole yeah they sound great and to me the guitar was brought up too the guitar gets kind of swallowed in the original and you sort of you don't hear it until it has its little solo at the end so so that i thought they brought that up and the reason i noticed that is because of in the alternate material you hear a lot more guitar oh yeah a lot more guitar <laughs> which is very cool actually so you you get three versions one we've heard before a little bit uh most of the first version with the uh yeah Eddie love yeah, I need, I need your love. love. Yeah, you get that from the <laughs> anthology, and then two uh, second version with uh, the fuzz guitar, which we'll talk about in a second, and then the take eight, which is really it's instrumental with horns, kind of a karaoke track. Yeah, boy, this second unnumbered version is so awesome to me. Oh and my god, yes, I'm glad so you like cool. that. Yes. So cool. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love the horns. Yeah, don't get me wrong, 
but to get this is exactly what you want in an, an alternate take it's like yeah. no horns awesome fuzz guitar you know were they right to go with the horns in the end sure but uh, great that we get this fuzz guitar version and this this is one of the one of the best boy when he found this giles martin must have been like oh god <laughs> yes yes we got it yeah it's, <laughs> it's so great it's it's so good it's so fun um and in that version too you can really hear the beatles singing together a lot better right right right, right so uh yeah it's really cool did Lots you also fun. notice the guitar lick is paperback writer yeah it's it's like a fusion of the two songs uh yeah wow struck me when i was listening to it and oh wait a minute i'm on paperback no gotta get you into my life hmm yeah so yeah very cool i love the fuzz guitar yeah and uh yeah definitely check out unnumbered mix mono second version excellent yeah and then finally, uh, for the album proper, you get a bunch of Tomorrow Never Knows stuff, too. Yes. So, uh, for the the remix, uh, to go back to your earlier point, I really noticed the bass and drums were much more prominent. Than There's earlier. that. And then the other thing is the loops before they would be like bow, 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 all in one ear. Yeah. And now they just toss them around a little more. And so that's cool. Like for yeah. in the 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 backwards guitar solo, it's like in the right ear, and then it's almost like answering itself in the left ear with the next part being in the left ear. Mm-hmm. So it goes back and forth, and it is cool. It's yeah. it makes it a little trippier and a little more like a little more movement, and the the it sounds like the birds are flying over your head, cross of, yeah. yeah, crossing and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like i said like we were saying before it's like the mixing taking the stereo to the center but it's also playing in this thing playing with the stereo field which i think is really really great yeah 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 you get take one which we've heard you get a little bit more of it i think it's a bit longer but it's mm-hmm. still the i always remember george harrison talking about it sounds like they're swimming uh it's kind of swimming yeah. against yeah so take one and then you have mono mix rm11 yeah once again that's probably a the mix for yeah america mm-hmm. um yeah and i was kind of hmm, on both of them mm. Yeah, but if we'd not heard, or if you don't have never heard the anthology, then obviously take one's going to be like whoa. Oh. But it was a highlight yeah. of the anthology, so now it's that's the other thing we're going through is this. Well, we've heard the this on the anthology. Do, do we need mm-hmm. this again? But exactly, there's not much else probably there. No, you know? and then finally, the last things we'll talk about are the two. Uh, the single that, they, that we mentioned earlier of paperback writer and rain and you get a stereo version and the mono version and then mm-hmm. uh, a couple of bonus uh tracks as well so paperback writer yeah the uh, bass and then guitars and the drums very separated in the, in the original and now it's like in both ears so yeah. that's sometimes it's just that 
this, this is probably the case of like it's just doing that is fixes all the problems <laughs> it kind of does and, actually and yeah. it, you don't need to do a whole bunch of stuff with it so that's no. that's how i felt feel like they handled paperback writer here mm-hmm. so just yeah. seems like a normal like it was recorded yesterday song and not a weird yeah. stereo separation just up to date <laughs> yeah yeah and there's differences in the mono version too if you listen to the original mono is different than the stereo and so worth having that but I'll, yeah i didn't notice a huge difference except just cleaner and more updated mix so that then ra- we got to talk about rain right yeah one well, of the biggest another reveal here yeah well what what do you what do you feel you're the big rain guy Dave. yes my favorite Everybody, song. anybody who's ever heard this podcast knows <laughs> dave loves rain yes favorite Beatles song right yep yep so uh, how do you feel about the new mix uh did i uh, not really a big difference to me because i think the song was already well mixed and mm-hmm. very uh balanced i think the ending you can hear maybe a bit more of the backwards singing or the the john's saying can hear a little bit more of that yeah but not a big difference to me yeah it just feels a slightly more widescreen like i was saying but other than that i i agree it's not uh not a huge difference there but the fun is definitely in the outtakes on this oh yeah this was a big reveal so we we've We'll we'll do our summary at the end of what the biggest reveals were, biggest highlights. But uh, mm-hmm. the take five rain actual speed is incredible. Uh, that I didn't know this. I knew I've heard alternate versions of it about a half step up, mm-hmm. but I've not heard it this high and this fast before. And that it was drugged down that much. Yeah, it was incredible. So what playing? To play I mean, that faster, yeah. they're like just blistering. Yes. And that's why, too, in the middle of rain, it feels like it gets a little slower. Mm-hmm. It's probably because they just can't keep up with it. No, no. <laughs> blistering the bass, pace. The bass and drums. Yeah. The, the, if you, when you realize that they were recorded at a much faster speed, mm-hmm. uh, is really incredible from Paul and Ringo. And you can also hear some of John's playing better at this tempo and george is playing too so uh yeah one of the big highlights and you look at the running time of it of two minutes 38 seconds and then the actual version was three minutes and one second so you can see how much faster how much it slowed down crazy and totally made it it wasn't psychedelic at the original speed <laughs> yeah. very much yeah it was super fast like it was almost super like a fast. punk band yeah yeah, yeah definitely so. i've heard a tale of ringo saying it's like his favorite playing or something mm-hmm. like uh, yep. of all time probably because it's so hard to do <laughs> yeah which i again i didn't know i, I had no idea it was done that fast yeah. so very cool so those that's the bonus material and yeah that's the revolver set so yeah now some reactions overall here and thoughts okay first reaction the giles martin mix i i I think we're going i think we're at the point now where every giles martin mix of the stereo is going to be far superior to the original stereo mixes yes 
increasingly so as we go back. You can't even listen to Please Please Me in those in stereo. No, I don't know why they even release them. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be great. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm more excited now than ever about the Jazz Martin mixes. Okay. Going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also really excited about the mono vinyl cut cutting from the original. It's going to be fantastic. That's a, yeah. So you're getting you're getting both the most pure mono you've ever gotten, and the most pure Beatles original concept you've ever gotten, and this new Giles Martin fixed uh, <laughs> stereo. So for all of the previous albums, it's just I'm very excited about that stuff. The bonus stuff, it's going to be decreasing, mm. decreasing yeah. returns, unfortunately. But hey, we got so much bonus stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, in these other sets that it's like, you know, we'll be digging through the white album bonus stuff for uh, years to come, you know. So, yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, and the book, you know, the book's always great. And, and there's one thing I wanted to talk about a couple of things in the book. Mm-hmm. So if I can uh, say, Questlove writes an essay in this called Evolver, and it's very interesting essay, a perspective of someone who may has been introduced, and now people are like, they listen to modern music, and then they're like, uh, hear samples and stuff like that, and they don't know where it comes from. So he was talking about the, a lot of these tunes, maybe I heard the sample first. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. on some of them, maybe I heard the cover version first. And in fact, one hilarious example, he said uh, his first solid exposure to Good Day Sunshine was the Eddie Murphy 1993 version. Oh, uh, got to dig that one up. <laughs> where he, say, he says the lyric, I need to laugh. And then he does his <laughs> Eddie uh-huh. laugh. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I, I took a listen to that. It was pretty funny. So, yeah. so anyway, interesting hmm. essay about getting into the Beatles kind of in reverse and then he goes through the and and just really talks and Questlove if you don't know Questlove he um is in the band The Roots he yes. he, he was uh I think for a long time Jimmy Kim Jimmy Fallon's the drummer for the yeah. house band The Roots was the house band um and he also had a fantastic documentary called um, um Summer of Soul which was oh, last yeah. year, which yeah, is yeah. A, a, a sort of a lost concert that they found, uh, which has Aretha Frank, uh, like all these, all these, like, like a fit- Woodstock, soul Woodstock kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So all these fantastic uh, uh, artists uh, in that. So if you haven't seen that, I'd, I can't recommend that higher. Uh, so that's Questlove writes a thing. Uh, Kevin Howlett writes The Road to Revolver. All these books have had The Road to. Yes. And um, I read that when I, I think it was a good emphasis was made on the, that they had a third movie scheduled mm-hmm. called a talent for loving can you imagine that being <laughs> it sounds terrible <laughs> so that movie got and they ended up and i think the beatles ended up being like well, we don't want to do this movie forget it it ends up getting canceled so then they have extra time to go on vacation and go <laughs> like live some life yeah get you away know? from so touring think, yeah exactly so i think that that and then it checks in in the in the thing it checks in on each beetle and what they did and mm. like like for instance you know george going to robbie shankar and concerts and getting into that so i think it really gives you good context of what they're bringing to revolver mm-hmm. 
And then the, the track by track begins with a nice piece called Adventures in Modern Recording, goes into the Ken Townsend's now in the mix oh, yeah. and, and as an engineer, and that he comes up with the artificial double tracking, mm-hmm. goes into great detail about that and some of the other recording techniques stuff. And of course you get and the Jeff Emmerich too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it gets into all that. And then of course you get the track by track and it yeah. and I've always liked how they've done that. And that's probably like the when you look at the book, that's probably what people like dig oh, yeah. into the most. Uh but I say, you know, oh, and then the, there's a there's a thing about the revolver cover, but it's just like kind of a comic book kind of thing. And but there's a whole book. If you want to really deep dive into the revolver cover, there's a whole book from from the guy who made the, the revolver, revolver uh, uh, cover and class form. And so you can get that if you if you. I think it's appropriately just sort of like okay, let's let's put a little bit about the cover in here. Speaking um, of the cover, can I say I I really like the alternate cover and think it. Oh, the big very circle. Cool. Yeah, the psychedelic circle with photos. I think that would have been a great cover, actually. Yeah, that's the cover of the uh, bonus oh, two okay. disc thing in the set. Oh, um, nice! So it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So nice to have that on vinyl, where you get the nice big version of it. You can look at it and mm-hmm. you know turn it around and stuff. And yeah. then the last thing in the book is a revolver reception. Good that they this you get reviews from the time oh and nice some of the dumb criticisms that were wrongheaded <laughs> and also a bit on yesterday and today and some of that kind of stuff so didn't you forget um, the most important thing in the book what's that the forward by paul mccartney oh yes the forward <laughs> by paul mccartney and of course you what does he get... what does he say and i i didn't even read it <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it also has the Giles Martin introduction, which where oh, he yeah. describes the techniques mm. used to create the new mix. So great book. Yes, they so, always are. They always are. And I, th- th- I think it's the first time we've actually I have actually read the book before we talked about it rather than oh, I'll get I'll be spending some time on the book yeah. you know, and then I don't get around to it for a year or so. I'm, I'm uh, with you. Yeah, yeah. But um, great set, great value. I think I think for, you know, they're going probably, you know, well, we could check the pricing right now, but we're going to get into all that pricing and all that different versions and all that in our annual gifts episode. Gifts episode. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I, I think this was really, you know, it's obviously some big highlights i would say for me the biggest highlights for the recording are the yellow submarine tracks uh the and then rain of course that version of it and and then some of the george i I just was like you say it's probably all we had but these little demos and little rehearsal takes because george often gets skipped over and the fact that there are three george songs on this album is makes it really stand out and that we have a had that demo of love you too i think it was pretty neat to have and then uh the i want to tell you version was good as well yeah so what would be your what's your top uh, couple highlights overall of the audio well i I'm, i mean i i listened so much to the 
uh, remix remix that I, I really grew to really, really like the remix and, and uh, particularly that got to get you into my life and the uh, couple other ones that had the uh, big differences, you know, because mm. I, I kind of like, I want to hear the differences. I want to hear different versions yeah, yeah. of stuff. Honestly, the biggest thing for me is I got that mono. Yes, yes. I got that mono vinyl pressing and I can hear it. And I listened to that two or three times. Love it. Sounds great. Maybe they so, are listening to I've got a Beatles podcast because this yeah. has been one of Chris's wishes de- for a long time. Desperate for it. So my yeah. my biggest thing is and in our uh wish list episode, I mentioned that they should do half speed mono pressings and get them out there. Well, this is the first of those. What's gonna happen though? There were mono, white album, and oh yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Sergeant Pepper. Are they gonna have to wait? Mm. And we're, I mean, we'll wait on those, and maybe that'll be something that they release after they get done with all these sets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I would hope that those those would come at some point too. Listening to it was so great. I, I've been enjoying it very much. I do think it's a and Mike from the In Group is like, it's a little. He, in his opinion, is a little better a little louder than the the mix that was in the box set oh interesting Uh, so so i think it's i think you're getting you might be getting the best mono for the for the value a copy uh you can get yeah um (laughs) without like i said spending thousands of dollars or buying something that very rarely comes up for sale on ebay or something like that and as uh, one of our listeners, I think friend of the show, Wayne, mentioned that uh, they've also made the mono available on streaming. So for people yeah. who who don't buy the box set, you can still check it out. Yeah, that's the original mono uh, box set that was released a few years ago that none of those are streaming. No. So it's like, it's great. You can, if you're a streamer, that's the other thing too. Maybe you don't want to buy this set. If you like, I've got really good uh, streaming and stuff like that. Um, and you're going to, you're gonna, I think you're going to enjoy the set that way. And you can maybe curate your own little playlist. Like I I just replicated disc two of the CD set mm-hmm. uh, for my bonus tracks and li- gave it one good listen. I was like, oh, that's a nice listen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe you'll curate your, pick your favorites out of here. Maybe you, you, Dave, maybe you'll be like, you know what? I don't like that stereo mix. I want that mono mix. Yeah, I'll substitute so things pop, out. You're going to pop mm-hmm. that one in there and create your own revolver, you know? So yeah. it's it's a great, it's a, it's a great era we're in where we can, you can kind of pick and choose and do what you want. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah. So two thumbs up from both of us on this. Yeah. Uh, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And yeah. we'll... There's nothing, and there's nothing missing. It doesn't. No. That's the other thing about like any of the other sets that we've gotten. We felt like, oh, there's where's Carnival of Light, or where's yeah, where's the full uh, rooftop concert was the big complaint to the last set. So now it's like "Mm, that's probably all. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best we got. Everything else is probably like broken down takes and bad vocal or you know something like that. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Well, some of you have already weighed in on our Facebook page, but you know where to catch us and write us at I've got a Beatles podcast at hotmail.com or 
tweeting us at I've got a Beatles podcast or I've got a Beatles. And uh, we'll love to hear what you think. If are well, you enjoying? We're still, well, Twitter is still a thing. Still functioning. Yeah. <laughs> well, check, we'll see. check this space next yeah. week. It might not <laughs> exist anymore. Right. You can but, follow uh, me. Follow me at Chris D Bragg while Twitter's still there. Yes. Um, I'm still posting. Yes, very good. I don't have a check mark. I'm not never going down. <laughs> not going to pay twenty dollars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we'll see what happens next. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, after we get off of here, we'll figure out what our next episode is going to be. Uh, yeah. Because I think we're, I don't know about you, but I think we're pretty much done for releases uh, for the year since it's already November. What today we're recording on November 6th. So yeah. Uh, I Maybe think that's... The, our gifts episodes just going to be complaints about the uh, McCartney <laughs> one, two, three. Box. Yeah. Yeah, where's the McCartney archive set for the year? And yeah. what happened to sometime in New York City? And a couple yeah, of Yeah, that was supposed to come out. That didn't happen. No. What's going on, Beatles solo guys? I know. So this is <laughs> this has been a revolver year. Yeah, uh, for sure. So but we'll get into that. Certainly our, our we'll do our gifts episode. We'll start gearing up yeah. pretty soon. Is our gifts episode gonna be all Ringo? <laughs> Oh no! All Ringo. I'm gonna. It's gonna be all Ringo. Yeah, Ringo and Revolver. Yeah, that's it. So, (laughs) well, thanks for listening, and we will be back at you soon with a new episode.